welcome to Soul Talk. I am so excited because for today we have um, Trisha Gomez, who is the creator of Hip Hop in a Box, and she's the global director of Rhythm Works Integrative Dance. I'm so excited to have Trisha in the house. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for coming. So, um, I'm excited for us to reconnect because I used to work at Trisha's studio. So I taught a couple of classes at her studio hype and um, I used to work the front desk, right? A little bit as well. That's yeah. Like ages ago. Oh my I gosh. I know. <laughs> um, and we just happened to keep running into one another. So we bumped into each other at, what was that? The Dance Teacher Summit in New York. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden on Facebook and our paths kept crossing. And so I was like, you know what? She does have a really awesome story. Um, dancers absolutely need to hear it. And so now she's a guest on Soul Talk. So I'm so excited. Thank you again for agreeing to do this, Trisha. No worries. Happy to be here. Thanks. Okay, so let's just jump right in. Um, when and how did you get into dance? Well, I was one of those people who um, I've been taking dance since I was two. Mm-hmm. But I would uh, say I've never had a formal training. So um, while I've, I've had some fun dance teachers, it was a small town. And, um, you know, I, I kind of consider myself uh, self-taught. So I was one of those people that, you know, when the Roger Rabbit <laughs> came onto the scene, <laughs> you know, Bobby Brown, that type of yeah. stuff, I would like slow-mo, I would videotape it and then slow motion watch it to like figure out how to do it on my body or if I was watching the Nutcracker again, slow motion videotape. So that's, you know, that's how I started to fall in love with it. And then of course got involved with dance team in high school and Mm -hmm. some kind of way made the, my college dance team with the LSU Golden Girls and opened up a dance studio in my little town. And then, um, you know, I'm I'm a huge Paula Abdul fan. Uh So, uh, Back in the day, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go and try out for Laker Girls. And um, this was back in 95. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was, you know, on the fast track to becoming a, a chemical engineer, oh, wow. which <laughs> which uh, I wasn't very happy about it. But, mm-hmm. hey, um, that's what that's what I should have done in the eyes of other people. Right. But uh, what I really wanted to do was dance. So, um, you know, as I said, I was going to go out and audition for Laker Girls, and my goal was to make it past the first cut and um, ended up making it all the way through nice. and ended up booking the job. So I packed up my car and drove on out from Louisiana to Los Angeles, and that was uh, 21 years ago. Right. So here I am. <laughs> and you've been there ever since. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, one of those lucky ones who's been able to say I've been a professional working dancer for over 20 years. That's that's phenomenal. So then did, do you feel like you always knew that you wanted to be a professional or was it something that you were just open to and just opportunities kept coming and then one day you looked up and you were a professional dancer? No, you know, I was a wiggle worm kid, so I was always dancing. Uh-huh. And I, think, <laughs> I, I think I was one of those people who I just didn't have a choice. It was, you know, I kind of think I was born to be a professional dancer. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, you always dream about it. You know, you're the kid who's sitting on the sofa watching, like, the Grammys and, mm-hmm. you know, seeing the dancers and wishing you could be one of those. And, you know, but you live in a small town. Right. How, how, how on earth is that going to be you one day, you know? But um, I just decided to go for it because I didn't want to be 80 and say, what if? Right. What if I would have done that? You know, I wonder what would have happened. So I'd rather fail uh-huh. than not know. 
Yeah. (laughs) That's my philosophy. What's the worst that'll happen? You'll fail. Right. My grandmother always says nothing beats a failure, but a try. So absolutely. You got to kind of just do that. I think that's really cool. I always like to ask dancers how they got started because, um, I never grew up saying I want to be something when I, when I grow up, I think once I may have said, I want to be an ice skater, but I I didn't, (laughs) I didn't really believe it. And then I didn't grow up with cable in the house. So I wasn't watching videos. I did, however, want to be a fly girl and I still want to be one to this day. Um, I've been trying to get fly girls back like for forever. But anyways, so I just, I just remember how I played. And like you said, I was always moving. I've been dancing since I was like three. And I just never stopped until one day I was like, oh, I guess I can become a professional. You know, let me, let me see how that goes. Yeah. You know, I got lucky because my parents, you know, two years into college, I told them I wanted to drop out and uh, try to be a professional dancer. And so they, I was an only child and they decided that they would treat one year in LA as my college. So I basically had a year to make it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after a year, they weren't going to support me anymore. If I didn't make it, I was going to have to go home. So I, you know, I I came out here and I, I I just think I was naive. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I, I didn't have that fear, I guess, you know, and, um, I just didn't know what to expect. So I was just coming out and like, yay, doing the dancing thing. (laughs) And then I, I, you know, I, I kind of got a little disillusioned at, at the beginning because I flew out, made audi- made the Laker Girls. Mm-hmm. And then my first real audition other than Laker Girls, my first like, you know, industry audition, um, I was sent out through Laker Girls to audition for this pay-per-view show and booked that job. Nice. And then one of the girls in the show happened to be from out of town. So I told her she could stay with me and she had to bring some headshots to her agent so I went with her to an, her agent and, you know, she introduced me and the agent um, asked if I had representation. I said, no. He said, do you want representation? I said, sure. Wow. And hand, he handed me a contract on spot. So here I am. It's a week into me being here in L.A. Right. I've booked Laker Girls. I've booked this TV show and I have an agent that has never seen me dance. He's wow. just based on, based on my one week history of being yeah. here. And then uh, reality set in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> then you go on auditions and it's far and few in between and, you yeah. know. Yeah. That's but really I, cool, though. You uh, had that momentum going at the beginning. Yeah. I really, you know, I really wanted to be, I wanted to steadily make income. So I went out, you know, I, I kind of targeted those long-term jobs. Mm-hmm. So for me, like theme parks, like Universal Studios and mm-hmm. Knott's Berry Farm, um, Laker girls, those were the types of things I went after because I wanted to know that I had a paycheck coming in. Right. You know, so yeah, I think that's partly why I was able to be so successful for a, you know an extended period of time and, um, you know, really not have what I would, you know, quote fingers, a real job. Right. <laughs> uh, until I got injured. And that's when I, I had to stop performing. And so I had to kind of reinvent myself at that time. Hmm. Okay. That's really interesting. So I love, um, I know I didn't put this, we didn't discuss this question, but just hearing your story, you know, inspires me to ask other things. When you say that you booked, you know, a number of things within your first week of being in LA and then you kind of reality set in. So, um, can you tell us a little bit what that was like? So, you know, it's like, 
the story of most dancers. You audition and then you get some and you don't get some. But I mean, what was that like for you? Did you, um, how far into that did you start to think, you know, am I, should I be doing something else or, you know what I mean? What was that, that kind of journey like for you? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I ever thought maybe I should be doing something else. Okay. Um, I do remember having about $12 in my bank account and living off of donut holes mm -hmm. because that's all I could afford, <laughs> you know, right. uh, you know, and I, I had Laker girls to count on, but that's, you know, less than minimum wage. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I did have a little bit of money coming in, but, you know, as I was getting towards the end of that, um, that year, I, happened to book some key jobs. Okay. So, you know, those that took me overseas and paid well and okay. just kind of um, gave me a little bit of a cash cushion to float myself for a little while. Nice. You know, and then when I got injured, then I kind of went back to my roots of teaching mm -hmm. because I just wasn't able to, you know, perform and keep up with the changing evolution of mm -hmm. <laughs> extreme, extreme dancing that was starting to come about. So, right. um, yeah, so then I started teaching and, uh, that turned out really great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So then can we backtrack a bit? Can you tell yeah. us how you started, um, your first studio? So you started that at a pretty young age, right? My first studio, I was 17 that's, in, that's in Louisiana. And, you know, I graduated from high school and went to college and opened up my dance studio all at the same time. Wow. Yeah. So, Do you um, feel like it was successful? I think so. I mean, for a college student, I yeah. was making pretty good money, you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> um, yeah. And, and it taught me so much and it just gave me a good confidence boost. Um, so, so, yeah, you know, it's... Success is an interesting word because how do you measure that? Right. Is it financially? Is it, you know, life lessons that you've learned? Is mm -hmm. it connections that you make? You know, there's so many, many different ways to measure what success is. And I think everything that, everything that you do is there for a reason, you know? So I think you got to look deeper into why everything happened. Yeah. I think everybody's definition of success is different, you know? Um, um, and I think that's okay. Yep, you know? absolutely. So then you did Laker Girls and you've been in L.A. for a year. So at what point did you move into your next dance business? How long had you been in L.A.? So that was probably, oh gosh, probably around 99. Mm -hmm. 1999 is when I, 98 is when I got injured. Um, so that was really three years into my performing mm -hmm. career. And I dislocated my neck. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Um, thank gosh. I mean, I was able to. I, I didn't squeeze or, or break anything to the point of paralyzing myself, but right. I was definitely out for a little while. Yeah. And um, and yeah. So that was my first kind of refocusing to start teaching again. Mm -hmm. And I talked through Parks and Recreation for a few years, and then in two thousand three. I decided to open up my dance studio. So that's when Hype Studios came about. Nice. And Hype is still is still going on, right? It's still open? We we sold it. I sold it five years ago. So okay. it's um, now 
called Boogie Zone Utopia. Oh, oh, Boogie Zone. I remember Boogie Zone when I was in um, L.A. And they used to do all of those community classes. Yeah, so now they, they run and own the whole studio now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, that's really cool. So then how... Um, how did, I guess, hype or did in all of that influence you moving into a different area of dance business? Or how did, how did um, Hip Hop in a Box and now Rhythmworks come into the picture? Okay, so, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. And I think sometimes the um, best refocusing you get is through tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, about two years into me owning the studio, maybe even not even that long, um, I got diagnosed with lupus. You know, I vaguely remember that. I think I do. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah. And, um, I was teaching about 21 classes a week oh at that gosh. time and I needed to cut back tremendously. So at that time, no one was teaching hip hop for little kids, mm-hmm. you know, maybe eight years and older, but to find someone who knew how to work with kids and knew how to teach hip hop to little kids was just about impossible. So I, Ended up flying in a, a, a guy that I met from, um, he actually sent me his resume for some reason, um, from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He came in and started teaching my classes for a time period until I could find a replacement. But I just kept saying, I wish I could take what I knew and put it in a format that I can just hand to the teacher and say, here, teach this. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends says, why don't you do flashcards, like flashcards with little hip hop steps on it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's a great idea. So we kind of started talking about it. And luckily, we were right next door to a recording studio. Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, they were going to do the music. They were going to do the video. I had one of my students' moms was a photographer. So she was going to shoot all the pictures. Another student's mom was um, a graphic artist. So she uh, agreed to do all the typesetting and get it print ready. And, you know, it was kind of all done in-house. And we created what's now called hip hop in a box. Nice. And, um, I created it for me, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, in order to get them made, I had to buy 2000 of them. Oh my goodness. So I had a garage full of hip hop in a boxes and I thought, well, gosh, what are we going to do? So, um, so I decided to start putting it out there, you know, in in the, in the magical world of the internet. And, Mm -hmm. um, lo and behold, people started buying it. And, um, I started going out to the dance teacher conferences mm-hmm. and, you know, over the course of a few years, it just really started to pick up. I mean, word of mouth was so key in, in growing it. I mean, I would go to these conferences and people would just come up to me saying, you know, I've heard of this. Tell me about it. So, you know, now we're in about oh, 2,200 schools worldwide. Wow. That's great, Tisha. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. But with Rhythmworks, that was yet another tragic refocusing for me. Um, I got pregnant in 2010. and oh, really? five, Yeah, and five months into my pregnancy, started bleeding out and um, ended up losing my son and almost died in the in the process. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm so yeah. sorry. But through that process, I had probably the most amazing miracle happen to me that just refocused me and gave me purpose. And 
I knew that I was left behind for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I was ready to figure out what that reason was. And so, um, you know, I started, I had always, I had always gotten comments from people asking me about, you know, does hip hop in a box work for kids who have autism and Mm -hmm. things like that. And I thought, well, yeah, but for some reason I really started getting pulled to want to learn more about Mm -hmm. that and really want to maybe create something that was specifically for kids who had autism. And um, I, I kind of gave myself permission to say yes to opportunity. You know how like um, people say, oh, you should be my friend or have you read this book or I'm thinking about taking this class or, yeah. you know, but you never go meet the friend. You never take the class. You never read the book. Mm-hmm. And, and so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to say yes. If, if it starts with have you ever or <laughs> – you should blah, 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 or do you want to, I'm going to say yes Uh and see where it takes me. And through that process, it led me to the most amazing little angels that have come into my life that have helped me define what Rhythm Works was going to be. You know, I started off with an intention. I just knew that I wanted to do something for kids who had special needs Uh and I wanted it to be global in nature. So I wanted it to be able to benefit kids all over the world, not just in my community. Okay, nice. And so, um, you know, with, with the help of these advisors, we created a program that's um, so comprehensive and it works. Like it's doing amazing things for the kids that we have in class. Mm-hmm. And it's not just autism. It's you know Down syndrome and mm-hmm. sensory processing and ADHD and, you know, undiagnosed learning differences. And it's, you know, the, the success we're having is, you know, makes me cry. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I always said um, performing was for my ego. Mm-hmm. Teaching was for my heart. But rhythm works was for my soul. Oh, I love that. Like, that's my soul work, and and I mean, it's you just when you figure to me, I feel like when you when you find that purpose, it touches you in a different way than anything else. Absolutely. Like it is so not about you. Mm-hmm. It's not about anything other than how can you do the best thing possible to help the most people possible. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel with the working dancer. And I still have a heart to teach. I love it. And I still have a heart to choreograph. I do a lot of that now. And that's my favorite place to be is near a stage. But Mm -hmm. when I um, hear from a student who says, you know, can I talk to you about my dance career? I'm thinking about doing this. This is what do you think? And we're able to talk it through. And then they come back a few weeks later and say, hey, I auditioned and I got this. I'm so excited. It literally just... I can't even describe it. Or, you know, I, I applied for this, you know, internship with this studio in LA and I got it. And, you know, it's just, it's like a whole different, it really puts your own life, I think, in, into perspective. Absolutely. So yeah. I know exactly what you mean. That's incredible. So you've had and still have, right, four dance businesses in your dance <laughs> career, which is awesome. Do you feel like you always had a knack for business? Did you take business classes? Or how did you learn the business end of, uh, of everything? Books. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots and lots of books. Um, I'm a reader. 
Mm-hmm. I also went to the school of hard knocks. You know, mm-hmm. I made a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think mistakes are great as long yeah. as you learn from them. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but, yeah, books, some classes. Um, there's um, the Small Business Association, which I think most cities have yeah. an SBA. Mm-hmm. They have great classes that they offer. And free. A lot of them they have yes. free classes. Yeah. And I just really think, you know, even as a dancer, um, you know, you may not have this giant business, but you need to think of yourself as a business, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. So, you know, learn about QuickBooks and how mm-hmm. to track your accounting. You know, what's what are the tax rules? What can mm-hmm. you write off? What can you not write off? You know, um, just constantly growing and, and how to um, manage your finances too. Yep. You know, there's so much more to it. You really have to kind of not just do it because, yay, dancing makes me feel yes. good. <laughs> but you have to do it because this is your job. This is your career, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're the boss of you. So. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's you, – you hit the, the nail right on the head with that. I mean, that, you have no idea how much I'm saying that on the website. And But it's not just all, you know, dancers at just – to play devil's advocate, you know, I don't recall being anywhere, not in university, not anywhere where people are sitting you down as a performer, as an artist saying, this is how you need to handle your affairs. This is how you need to present yourself. This is how you need to save. This is what you need to do for taxes. Nobody is teaching mm-hmm. anybody anything. So how are we supposed to know? You know what I mean? Or, <laughs> From people like you. <laughs> like, you know, they don't, no one's saying, hey, this is how you should probably go about setting your rates so that you're not always swindled into doing a gig for exposure only. Like, you know, we need to teach, educate mm-hmm. ourselves so that we can be, we can no longer be one of the lowest paid artists, art forms, you know, like, don't even yeah. get me started. I can, I can go. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can you go. Know, and it's hard as a, even as a dance teacher, you, you know, you, for some, I don't know why, but we feel guilty for making money. Yeah. You know, and then, then of course you have the parents who come to class and they're like, oh, can I pay next week? I forgot my wallet. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, well, do you go to the grocery store and forget your wallet and ask them if you can come right. back and pay? Exactly. You know, for some reason in the dance world, you feel guilty for making money off of, off of your passion. Yeah. And, you know, for this, with the dance studio for many, many years, that's how I felt. We didn't make money for many, many years because... I wanted it to be affordable for everyone, and I would rather have 100 people coming a day at a cheap rate than 30 people a day at a more expensive rate. Hmm. You know, I wanted it to be open to more people, but yet on the other end, I was working myself to death, literally. You know, I got sick from it. So, you know, you just got to at some point say, I'm worth it. Yes. You know, we just said that today was telling people that today we have to say we have to know our worth and be Absolutely. comfortable with charging that. Because right. Other and you, people would be comfortable yeah. charging. And we deserve the same lifestyle as yep. other people have, you mm-hmm. know, and I don't think that we should feel guilty for charging Amen, for our services. Honey. <laughs> Amen, honey. Yes, yeah. uh, uh, absolutely. Okay. So then, um, what what advice or would you give to someone who's thinking about maybe starting a studio or any other you know non performance type business that's dance related? Could how would you suggest that they get started? What should they do? Do your homework. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, especially with dance studios, people go, oh, okay, well, my rent's going to be, you know, okay, well, no, I guess it depends on where you live in the world, but, mm-hmm. you know, my rent here was um, just, just around $9,000 a month. Mm. And, okay, great. But then you have electricity, you have phone, you have internet, you have toilet paper, you have ink, you have paper, you have insurance, and not just liability insurance, but workers' comp insurance and payroll taxes and regular taxes. And, you know, there's so many things that you have to think about and walk through it all and then say, okay, you know, when, when it was all said and done, we had to make somewhere between twenty six to twenty nine thousand dollars a month just to pay our bills. Wow, just to break even. Just to break even. Oh my goodness. So you know, people looked at the studio and said, "Well, look how successful it is," but yet every month it was like, "Oh gosh, can we pay our bills?" Mm-hmm. You know, so do your homework before you really, really get involved in something that's going to end up um, hurting—not hurting you, but you know bankrupting you or, mm-hmm. you know, blindsiding you in some kind of way, but take the business classes, read the books, you know, talk to, you know, talk to people. Yeah. It's amazing how helpful people are. If you just ask questions, Yeah, you know, I think, I think a lot of people are just afraid to seem like they don't know mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. So they don't ask questions but I swear I've gotten like, just, just by playing dumb, I've gotten so many helpful <laughs> answers and not, I guess not playing dumb, but just being willing to go, um, can you tell me more about that? Right, <laughs> you know, right. I didn't understand that. What, what on word, what on earth are you talking about? What does this word mean? Mm-hmm. You know, just ask and people will help you. And somebody always knows somebody who can point you in the direction or, you know, help out and, and then pay it forward. Yeah, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's awesome. Um, I have one more quick side question to insert. So you said that at first you wanted the studio to be, you know, available to everyone and affordable. And then you something shifted. So did you raise your rates? And we raised rates a little bit, but I started running it more like a business. Mm -hmm. So I became, instead of being everybody's friend, Mm -hmm. you know, I became the boss. I I became the, the captain of the ship. And we were able to get to a point where we were paying our bills. Nice. So, we, you know, we weren't bleeding money, but we were paying bills and, you know, things were still going good. But we did, we did raise rates um, a little bit here and there. Um, me personally, I raised my rates. You know, if I were going to do a private lesson, mm-hmm. I raised it to what I wanted. Yeah. You know, I have a minimum hourly rate. Mm-hmm. And that's what I set it at. And if people wanted to pay that, great. If they didn't, then then we had other teachers who were just as good who charged lower rates. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just have a couple more questions. I know your time is precious. So with that, with everything that you've done in your career, performance, um, teaching, businesses, what do you feel like has been your biggest challenge or your biggest obstacle? Uh... (laughs) The lack of ability to clone myself. (laughs) (laughs) Time management. That is hard because currently not, you know, as of right now, I have two dance businesses. Um, I also have a skincare business and my husband and I also have a real estate company. Oh my goodness. So we, um, 
buy old houses, renovate them, and then rent them out. And so it's, you know, keeping up with everything and all the little day-to-day tasks. And I just, it's hard to have the bandwidth to do everything. Yeah. You know, because everything's important and it's all due all at once. Yeah. Do you have an assistant at least? I I used to have an assistant, but she just moved to New York and I'm so sad. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we're kind of reevaluating the structure of RhythmWorks and, um, you know, preparing, preparing for growth. Mm -hmm. So here's the difference. When I had Hype Studios, I kind of did things without thinking it through. Mm -hmm. I I thought it through, but not like, it was kind of more on the sides of like, um, well, let's just figure it out as we go, Mm -hmm. you know, because I want to do this. Let's figure it out as we go. But with RhythmWorks, the last thing I want to do is pin myself into a job. Mm-hmm. You know, I have goals and, you know, our, my husband and I want to live our lives a certain way. So we're being very specific with the way we design and develop the company as it grows. And when we think of, a, you know, the way something has to happen or a policy and procedure, I'm not thinking of just right now, how do we want to do it? I'm thinking of, how do we want to do this when we have a thousand people a month getting certified? Yeah, that's smart. You know, how yeah. do we handle it? How yeah. do we, you know, not just overcreate work just because there's a lot to do, you know? So it's basically sim- keeping it simple, keeping it um, duplicatable so that I can train other people. It doesn't have to be so um, reliant on me. Yeah. You know, so. I've become a much smarter business person. Nice. Through that. So you're putting like systems in place basically so that they can run without you. Right. Gotcha. That's yep. that's smart. It's a very smart thing to do. Yeah. Very, very smart. It's working and- out. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So okay, how can um how can people connect with you? Where can they find you? Yeah, so um online uh two websites. I have danceinabox.com. Mm-hmm. That's D-A-N-C-E-I-N-A-B-O-X.com. And then I have rhythmworksid.com. That's our program for kids who have um, special needs, but it's a um, teacher certification program. So um, not only do we teach you about dance, but we also teach you about sensory processing, behavioral strategies, kinesiology and movement safety, and how that all ties into creating a dance program that's um, clinically based. Mm -hmm. So we basically become part of the developmental team with the therapist, but we use dance as a modality to help build the skill sets that they need to reach their goals. Um, so that website is rhythmworks ID R H R H Y T H M W O R K S I D dot com. And um, I'm on Facebook. So Facebook.com forward slash dance in a box rhythmworks. Okay. And that's you know, I have other accounts too, Instagram and Twitter and, and LinkedIn, but pretty much I live on Facebook. So. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so wait, yeah. I, so um, who can be certified? Anyone, anyone. Yeah. So we certify dance teachers, school teachers, occupational therapists, physical therapists, um, ABA therapists, speech therapists, mental health professionals, 
all kinds of people. Do they have to be in LA to receive the certification or is this a distance program? It's a distance program. So we actually travel all over the place. I actually just got back from Boston um, on Sunday. We had about 40 people in a training there. Um, But I also um, am excited to finally say we're launching the online training. Nice. So at RhythmWorksID.com, you can uh, check out the uh, dance teacher certification. And um, it's really, really intense. It's a lot of information, but even if you're a teacher and you're not going to work with kids who have special needs, this certification will open your eyes to the possibilities and really kind of change the way you think about teaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it brings in more of an art form to teaching as opposed to just the art of dance, but the art of actually like determining what type of learners your students are and how do you need to teach to certain certain types of learners and support systems that you can give when you know kids need either sensory help or behavioral help or you know all kinds of different things it just it you know what it changed me from this so I used to go into dance class and think oh this is that class with that kid who just sucks the life out of me Mm -hmm. right because there's always you know there's always a kid who's just some reason always misbehaving Mm -hmm. but going you know developing this program has changed my perspective and now I get excited I'm it's like oh cool like another detective work like Uh let's figure out why are they acting like that you like can I figure out a way that I can you know, change things to to help them, you know, in any kind of way. So it's just made teaching to me just so much more personal. I think that's incredible. And I think that, you know, a lot of colleges now, dance programs have um, where you can get teacher certification or they teach, you know, pedagogy and require some type of hours within the school system or community to teach younger kids. And I think it's, you know, a great opportunity for them to get in at that level, you know, when they're in college before they, they venture out. So I'm definitely going to post your website and that information, the certification program in the Facebook group, um, because it's filled with college dancers who are trying to figure out what they're doing after they finish. And I think that would be a great, a great, um, something for them to look into. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, there's really not much more that's more fulfilling Mm -hmm. than, working with a student and realizing that, you know, what you're teaching them in class changes their life. Yeah. You know, really, really, really changes their life. You know, it doesn't just give them the appreciation of dance, which is great in in and of itself, but you know, what we're doing is giving them life skills that will affect them throughout, you know, their whole life. And it's, you know, it's life changing for their families too, because we give them coping skills and you know, it's, I don't know. It's yeah. The best thing I've I've ever done. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, congratulations to you, Trisha, on thank you. On it was so great catching a, up a with great, you. I know it was great. I do hope that our paths continue to cross throughout our dance lives and beyond. And um, I appreciate you giving me this this time out of your oh so busy schedule <laughs> to share with us everything that you've been going on. Um, but for Soul Talk listeners, you will have access to all of Trisha's information, her websites, and her social media handles. And I encourage you to really get into everything that she has to offer. As you hear, it's very life-changing. Um, so thanks again, Trisha. And until next Thank time, you. happy dancing, folks. 